Welcome to I Love This Thing So Freaking Much, a podcast about passion. My name is Sophie Katz, and today I am joined by Liz, who loves to cosplay now that she has adult money. Welcome back to the show, Liz. Hi, I'm glad to be back. Well, I'm glad to have you. So here's how this works. Liz will have three minutes to talk about something that she loves. This can be a person, place, thing, concept, activity, anything she wants. Our only requirement is that she loves it wholeheartedly and wants to tell us why. Are you ready, Liz? Yes. All right. Got my timer here. Now, what do you love so freaking much? Cosplaying now that I have adult money. So on the first time that I was here, I think we were talking about anime. And clearly that escalated in that same year, a little bit more into cosplaying. So when I was around like fourth grade, it was when I first got into anime. And around like fifth grade, I figured out you could dress up as the characters, mind blowing on on that time of YouTube. And, you know, I started with like low budget attempts of like cat ears and colors to sort of look like the characters. But when you're a kid, you don't really have more than your allowance. So you can't really get quality products. You also don't know how to handle things. So you'd like don't know how to make it. And honestly, your parents are going to tell you like, no, we can't afford that. Try again. But as an adult, as of like last year, I make my own money, have my own time. And boy, has it been a a rabbit hole. I can now find quality products. Tutorials on YouTube are huge. The love for the character can just be expressed like, okay, he's not real, but I can be them. I have found so many friends through cosplay that share the same passion. And I don't really care about how anyone treats me about it. You know, back in the day, it was like bullying. Oh, that kid dress is weird. Now it's, I am Naruto and this is my ninja way. And it's so much fun just getting your hands on all the things that you couldn't when you were younger. Just definitely feels that inner child. And it's just so much easier to do things, you know, like I used to have foam cat ears and now I have quality fur on a headband cat ears because someone makes that product who probably went through that same process of not having it and then now having the possibility to either make it buy it and give it to other people who also went through that same process I think it's so cool that now it's just like finding a Halloween costume you can find them at your stores you can make them people upload patterns you can share your like how to do things because you didn't have that but now with all this adult money that you can spend on all your passions is just like yes food is important but that cosplay getting on that right exact detail and color of like the metallic band just hits different it's just something that when I was a kid I was like okay I got bullied off of it so hard and now as an adult with the possibility to do it no one can get me off of it and it all started always with like a cat ears and now it was that high quality naruto sweater that a brand decided to market properly and it just fills me with so much joy (laughs) thank you it fills me with so much joy that like yes our generation had to well like i'm 26 so our generation had to go through that like whole bullying process but these new generations don't have to go through that and they can actually find quality things that fill that passion. That's fantastic. Thank you for uh, telling us about cosplaying with adult money today. <laughs> Happy to share. You mentioned, uh, like, as an example of the increase in quality of your uh, cosplay supplies, now that you have adult money, was specifically the cat ears and the Naruto sweater. Are there any other uh, specific examples of things that maybe as a kid you wished you had and now you have? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
wigs are something of they're very expensive if you want a high quality product like if you want to straighten them curl them have them be heat resistant or have you constantly washing them they are over a couple dollars you know they can go from like 20 50 or more depending on you know length and stuff but back when i was a kid the option you had was the dollar tree shiny ones that if you got close to the sun would wither up mm. and burn <laughs> so that was definitely an upgrade you also talked about uh, developing your uh, crafting skills and your, your ability to learn uh, are there any skills that stand out that you're particularly proud of I've been recently getting into the paper mache to make masks. You can buy like warbla or like foamy. Unfortunately, here in Mexico, that's a little bit expensive. So I went back into the crafting of paper mache and it's been something where you have to like figure out what technique works. And now that everyone like, you know, uploads everything on YouTube and TikTok. So you can find multiple people that are doing that same thing and then just help each other out, which the technique or like figuring out what works best for which cosplay. So that was definitely fun and a learning process. Let's talk a little more about that because you, you've mentioned a few times here that there's a community aspect to cosplaying as an adult. That there's people you can make friends with, people you can learn from, and people who make the higher quality materials and cosplays available to others. Talk a little more about community. Yeah, definitely. So you can find different kinds of cosplays community. Either it's divided by the fandoms or the types of cosplay. Because, you know, you have like mecha cosplay or you have just like the regular dress up. Mm -hmm. You have people that are dedicated just to props or just to costuming or just to makeup. And with social media specifically, a lot of people will upload makeup tutorials and you can always find your like creator if you follow certain fandom, how to's when making armor, recommendations as to what to use depending on either your budget or the object that you're making. And that has definitely blown up because a lot of people used to like keep it hidden that uh, either you did cosplay or you did that kind of thing and you would only show up until you got to the con or people like still dress up at the con. I'm a huge fan of getting dressed up at home and then walking the whole way there. <laughs> like I made it, I need to show it off. Absolutely. But there's still some sort of like, you know, you kept it hidden and then you got there, you, you put on all your stuff. And then at the end of the con, you would take it all off, you know, back into the closet. It's more open now that you like how to style a wig or tips on, you know, this brand doesn't really do well, go to this brand. And now with all the people that, you know, make cosplay, like, yes, you can make regular clothes and cosplay clothes is just regular clothes, but with different colors and more specifics. So a lot of people have been open on that. And the high quality products is just because a lot of people demand it. You know, if you make low quality products, they're not going to purchase it anymore. And that's what I've been seeing here, specifically at Guadalajara, where I live currently. There's a ton of cosplay makers and it's high quality cosplay makers that are constantly being recommended by other cosplayers. Why do you think that shift has happened from a time when this is something that you hid so you wouldn't be bullied about to a time when people are making a living off of making it possible for other people to cosplay and people are able to you know, walk down the street as Naruto? I think a lot of it is because when it first hit like anime, a lot of kids were in like third to sixth grade, give or take, because you would only see what was on Cartoon Network or 
what would show up on TV, mm-hmm. but that slowly went up to finding the DVDs on Blockbuster and then getting it uploaded in 16 parts on YouTube. And now that we have the platforms like Funimation, Crunchyroll, and stuff that are picked up where you can constantly see it, it's being mainstreamed and everyone's very open about it. And the fact that everyone found out that you could make a lot of money of it because it is a business. And I think that's what what set it all off. Like now that we see it in mainstream media, it's very common for people not to push it. You know, like just like you have Marvel fans. Now you have anime fans and no one really bothers the Marvel fans. So now no one really bothers the anime fans. And a lot of brands like Forever 21, Bershka, Pull and Bear have now started putting out anime merch. It's just like a t-shirt, but it has an anime character on it. So now it's also in mainstream fashion. It's not seen as like weird or something that very little people do. Since it's a big amount of people that do it, it is a money pool. Absolutely. And and I find it very interesting whenever a business realizes if we lean into the counterculture to the thing that isn't quote unquote supposed to be popular, but still is popular. Now that these kids who liked this thing are adults with money, we can make money. And that just leads into this feedback loop where you see someone else wearing the the anime merch and you realize, oh, I can buy that. I loved that when I was a kid. I still love it today. I'm going to go buy that, which tells the company, oh, we should make more of this. And it just cycles and cycles like that. Yeah, because back then you had to like go get a t-shirt printed if you wanted it to have like a certain design. And it was like a very poor quality, like very, very terrible design. I still have some of those. And then now you can go to like your regular brand store with like a very pretty cotton shirt with Naruto stamped on it. And it's just great to see that like kids now will one, recognize you in cosplay when you're like at a con Mm -hmm. and you see them with like their Naruto merch that probably like their parent bought and you know they look up to you and they realize like I can still do this when I grow up because that's what got me back into it seeing other cosplayers on social media be very big and very open and very vocal about them cosplaying and being much older than I am and going like you know what if they can do it I can still do it and I'm still on time to do it before you know I just stay as an expectator. Talk a little more about what it's like when a kid sees you as a character they know. It's a really great feeling. When I started cosplaying at first, and we're talking about like five or 10 years ago, maybe when I was like 16, some kid also saw me and was like, oh my gosh, it's that one character and they want photos with you. They think you're the character because they're very little sometimes. Mm. And it's just heartwarming. And now as an adult with like more quality, they're so impressed about it. If they're a little bit older, they're going to ask you like, where did you get that? How can I make this? Where can I go to find this product that you have? Because a lot of them want to start cosplaying. I have a friend, she used to do cosplay also. And you know, now as an adult, she had like other responsibilities, couldn't get back into it. She got married. Her husband is also a huge nerd and they had a kid and they ended up doing a group cosplay last year. Because her kids saw the photos of them cosplaying in the past, recognized the characters and was like, I want to do that. They've been taking him to cons since forever. So he was set on, I want to be Zoro. And they taught him how to make his own cosplay, like his swords and everything. Like he made them. Oh, lovely. And he's eight. So like <laughs> he made his own swords. 
And then he got the like the whole family to do a group One Piece cosplay. Oh my gosh. And he was like the happiest child. And at the con, he found a small Luffy. Mm. So it's just great to see like the kid, specifically him, you know, like being so excited about making his own cosplay props. And then, you know, having to go through the process of like, I'm learning how to do this. And it's a great skill set for kids like, you know, patience. And then, you know, like, okay, something is not going to come out right. So you have to do it again. And finding out that other people enjoy what he does. It's just really great to know that, like, even though I didn't go through that, someone else is going through that same process, but in a way happier tone. And someday he too will be a cosplayer with adult money. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he's right now he's, he's very much looking forward to the next con because he's already planning his next cosplay. Liz, thank you so much for telling us about something you love today. Thank you guys for having me. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. If you would like to learn more about cosplaying with adult money or our guest, Liz, you can find her social media information in the episode description. And if you have something you love so freaking much you want to tell me all about it, consider this your invitation to join the show. I Love This Thing So Freaking Much is a production of Through the Window Media. This episode was directed and edited by Sophie A. Katz. You can find us at Through the Window on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. That is T-H-R-O-U, the window, at all those social media sites. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and they'll hear from us again soon. Bye!